Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I know Mr. DeSantis would love to see you stop by the Home and Garden Show, the fall edition, and I know Doug would love to see you there. And as I mentioned in the first hour today, uh, I said, look, before the game, after the game, just come downtown, spend a little time, enjoy all of the things that are happening. And Doug's going to tell you all the good stuff he has to give away and what he'll be talking about at the beautiful venue that is the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. So it's back, doing really good, and uh, there is room for you today, and we'll get to that in a moment. This is the Organic Garden, the star of the show. Doug Oster is here, DougOster.com. Uh, we've got Luke Warner coming up, uh, how to prepare your trees for winter, Davy Trees, Talking Trees. But we always begin by giving you an opportunity to win a gift certificate from Sorgals. You heard Mary Hours earlier today saying that she's headed out there with her young daughter and that field trip at that school that she attends later this week so fall is here you got janoski's pumpkin land in full swing day two canceled yesterday because of the inclement weather but they'll get things running there at 10 a.m today speaking of sorgals we've got a gift certificate to give away from sorgals if you are the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 and doug would love to hear from you in these first two segments so all of the fall planting and things preparing and what you're doing cleaning up the garden he wants to talk to you right now at 866-391-1020 but you're all in day three how goes it at the fall home and garden show good morning doug good morning we are having a blast at the fall home show down at the convention center i will be there today at one o'clock and i want you to come and i'm giving away everything that i have left because i don't want to take it out of the convention center so i've got some nice looking janoski's garlic i mean this stuff is sweet and everybody that's got a bulb, they're just like, I, they can't believe how big it is. Then I've got some heirloom perpetual spinach seeds for you. And today's the day I give away all those big root pouch fabric pots. They're filled with pit moss and planted with herbs from Bidwell Training Center. I, I just posted a picture on Facebook. They look great. And all you got to do is come down today at 1 o'clock to the convention center. And I'm going to talk about fall planting and all sorts of garden stuff and we are going to have so much fun and then you're going to get to taste something that you've never even heard of before i bet it's called black walnut black walnut syrup and it's amazing might be a few other surprises for you to try too so you can come for absolute free all you got to do is go to dougoster.com i got tickets there for you and i would love to see you today at one o'clock uh, let's see, what else is next here, Rob? Oh, nice brand new series of free online classes this Thursday, 5 p.m. They're all sponsored by Farm to Table of Western PA. This week, it's all about how to store those tender bulbs for the winter, and we'll talk about a couple other things. It's a fun class because it's done virtually. Do it over the computer where you have an interactive talk back and forth, and when I don't know something, I ask the students, and they send me 
uh, a message through chat. It's a lot of fun. You can watch it live Thursday at 5 p.m. or go to DougOster.com. And my trip next October 2023 for Tuscany is almost sold out, but it's my off-the-beaten-path Italy trip. I am very excited about it. It does include uh, Pisa and Florence and an optional visit to Rome for three days if you've never been to Italy. But we're doing a webinar Tuesday at 6.30 p.m., and so you can see every stop. If you've already signed up for the trip, this is a good thing for you to, to watch. Uh, we do it uh, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Again, you go to the website, dougoster.com, all the information on how to sign up, uh, it, it's there. Uh, great news, the bulb auger that I love, it's called the Power Planter, is now available at EV True Value. Our friend Andy Anrime saw this tool and knew it's something that's built to last and and put them all in his store. So that's the first place to get the Power Planter auger except for online. Uh, so if you live down that way or if you go to EV and you want something to plant your bulbs, this bulb auger is the tool. If you're going to plant bulbs, trust me on this. Get a good bulb auger like this one. You know, it's it's under $30. It's a great tool. It fits on your drill bit. You drill the holes and then you put the bulbs in. You, there are longer versions too. Like the one that I use is only seven inches long, three inches wide. And if you, that's good for working just with one person. I've got my bag of bulbs next to me. I'm on my knees. I'm drilling the holes, putting the bulbs in. And if you had two-person operation, you could have the longer auger where one person would be drilling and the other one could put in the bulbs. You'd get, you'd get them done even quicker. I swear I can do 100 bulbs in 10, 15 minutes. And you know how I am about bulb planting. <laughs> get out to the nursery. Take a look at what they have. Uh, you know, buy them now. Get what you want. Get them in the ground. And next spring, you're going to be so happy. I had an interesting experience yesterday after going to the a home show and speaking there. Uh, I always go to the Blonox Fall Festival. I appeared there yesterday, even though it was raining off and on. They kept it going, and lots of people there. It was awesome. And I met some people that are offering compost. It's J&J Farms Animal Sanctuary in Saxonburg, and they have amazing compost. All you have to do is give them a donation. You can go there, get a truck filled up. They will deliver, but make it worth their while. They're doing this great work saving all these animals. They had, they actually had, um, you know, they had chickens there. They're saving horses. It's, it. I was just very impressed with what they're doing. And then there's just a little sign that said, "Ask us about our compost." And of course, you know me. <laughs> I got when it's compost, and so that's gonna. They make the compost out of well-aged animal manure, and they know what they're doing. You know, I quizzed them on all that to make sure that it was uh, done right. And it just, I'm going to head up there and get a couple truckloads and, and help them out with a donation. And I hope you will too. So we are getting ready to close up the garden here, the annual part of the garden. But we are moving on to the perennial part of the garden, tree planting. It's still tree planting, shrub planting, perennials. And bulbs can go in the ground. And then also cool weather vegetables. Don't stop. Don't stop gardening. I know, like, you know, this weekend has been awful to be outside and, and to be in the garden. But we're going to get some nice weather coming up where you can get bunching onions in, some lettuce, uh, root crops. Your nursery will have stuff to put in. Kale, what's the only thing you can add to kale, Rob, to make it edible? 
Garlic. Bacon. Bacon? Okay. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> I always like to throw you one, you know, just to make sure that you're listening. What was that? No, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm all in. Just like all our listeners. I, you know, like I said, I picture them like 1930. Oh, they're all sitting around the radio in the morning and turning on the organic gardener and listening to every word as it they comes are. up. They are. Yeah, but then I get these messages like, you were talking about something, well, about somebody. You throw out so much information. <laughs> hey, let's get back to this uh, uh, home show, uh, Mark. Oh, and- I, let me tell you, the, yeah. the, the vendors that are around me, I'm in the farm-to-table area. Oh, man, uh, awesome olive oil, I, you know, uh, barbecue sauces, uh, herbs, oh, the cheese. Uh, uh, what's the name of the creamery? Gosh, I should know. I know them. Uh, but these great, they're from Punxy and they have this great uh, goat cheese and garlic cheese. And oh, it's just, I to think die this for. is a great place to be this time of year because you're getting ready to hunker in for the winter. Lots of good things to take with you. And it kind of also makes you realize that it'll be the spring home and garden show before you know it. I love this whole bookend thing. And I've had great crowds, it's been, it's been fun, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I had the Boy Scouts showed up next to me, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. And so they're selling popcorn and stuff. I said, all right, you, the youngest one I saw, tell me the scout oath. Tell me your your scout. And he reeled them off like that, so I ended up having to buy two things of kettle corn. That's okay. And anyway. I brought him up on stage, and we did the uh, <laughs> the scout thing back and forth where I said, there's, you, you know. You remember it? Uh-huh. Did you? Nice. Yeah, I got to remember which one it starts with, though. So, Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. So we went back and forth. And I brought the kid up on stage. Yeah. It was only 1970. Why why wouldn't I remember? Mark DeSantis, good luck for your final day today. And I hope that uh, you have a smashing success when you look back at the numbers this weekend. And I know people are enjoying it. we got to get to a break. But this is your break to call in right now. All of our lines are available. 866-391-1020. You're closing up the garden. Anything on your mind? But also stay with us because Davy Tree Talking Trees coming up. And today. We're going to talk all about getting your trees ready for winter. And Luke Warner has a lot of great info. Stay with us. Back with more in a moment. You know, what we're also going to do this segment because you're cleaning up the garden. Maybe you have a canning question or two. This is when you need to call in. If you've got an abundance of all sorts of good stuff left over, wondering what to do with it. Also, how do you kind of close it down and prepare for next year? This is your chance to talk to Doug. We've got Davy Tree coming up in the next segment. So if you want to talk to Doug right now, all of our lines are available. It's just a toll-free phone call away, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. It is a very special time of year for you gardeners because you get a chance to reap the benefits and look back at the year that was and never stop thinking about planning and planting ahead. So let's get back to Doug. And again, we want you to call. Now's a good time because all these lines are open, 866 866- Three nine one ten twenty. Harvested my last crop of beans. Had three crops of beans this year, and they did really well. I uh, again, I posted a picture on Facebook of uh, these dragon's tongue beans, uh, which I love because they just they have like a they're a big flat bean. They're kind of a creamy yellow, but they have a purple variegation on them, and it can change from purple to red, and really cool. And you know they're tasty too. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about hot peppers. I grow this hot pepper, and I talk about it all the time. It's called Super Chili. It was 1988 All-America selection. And I know they must have come out with a uh, a hot pepper that is is even more prolific than this one, but I just I can't get away from it. It's, it's easy to find. 
and uh, it's super, you know, super hot. Not like your ghost pepper or anything like that, but for your hot peppers, a great way to store them is to dehydrate them. And I've got a little dehydrator, but when I do it, it's 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 you got to do it with the windows open because it's like it's like tear gas. So that's one way to save your peppers. Tear gas. It is. It's bad. <laughs> All right, here's Mary from McMurray. No relation to Fred McMurray. My Three Sons, which debuted this week in 1960. Here he is. <laughs> Boy. Doug Oster. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Wonderful. I have a question about my peony bushes that look like they're dying. Mm-hmm. And I wondered what I could put on them. They're, I've had them for many, many years. So at this point, don't worry about it. You know, there's, okay. a, there's a couple things at the end of the season that usually get peonies and they're fungal in nature. Um, you know, it could be really bad powdery mildew or it could be botrytis. Um, and so at this point of the season, just let them fade away, let them fade back into the ground. But next year, you know, again, it, it's, it's always weather related. You know, there's no killing a peony. They're, they're indestructible. But if we get a wet season, sometimes they can be affected by these fungal issues. And so if you want to avoid them, when it comes up, when you start to get the true green growth, uh, when it changes from red to green, right? Uh, use an organic fungicide like every 21 days, and that will, that will stop this problem from happening at the end of the season. But luckily, on the other end of the season, even if you didn't do this, you always get your blooms. And so... A very common problem, so don't don't worry about that. And again, it's 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 because of, of the season we had, and so it won't happen that way every year. But that's the way that uh, you can you can take care of it. How long have those peonies been in place? Oh my, like fifty years probably. Oh boy, that's nice. <laughs> now, were they there when you got there, or did you plant them? No, we planted them. Oh wow, that's nice. And what color are they? Uh, the pink. Hmm. Well, that sounds great. I hope I helped you out there a little bit with your, your peony problem, but luckily you have nothing to do right now. That's a good feeling. Hey, time to call and get those questions answered, 866-391-1020. Did you try anything new in the garden this year? Oh, let's see. I'm sure I did, but I'm trying to think what it might have been. Uh, yeah, I tried some new peas. Uh, that worked out great. I tried some, actually, I tried a whole bunch of new tomatoes. Uh, they have this where they're taking heirloom tomatoes and they're crossing them. And they're called like heirloom marriage or something like that. And so it was like the best heirlooms. They crossed them together, and I had really good luck with them. I had these little yellow, uh, kind of a little bigger than grape tomatoes, uh, some real nice ones, you know, big slicers and stuff. But y'all, I always have to go back to my my favorites. My the thirty nine forty five. That's the one that was found uh, on uh, the battlefield in World War Two. If you don't know about that tomato, I I give the seeds away. One of the things I, I love doing in my job is I have these two tomatoes that are Pittsburgh heirlooms. And so 3945 was found on a battlefield in World War II by a Pittsburgher. He, he was crossing a field and this whole field of tomatoes. They started eating them and he loved it and he kept the seeds, believe it or not, in his pocket and got them back to Pittsburgh and for 50 years was growing them. And then a friend of mine uh, who has since passed told me the story and said, oh, man, I, I, that's a that's a tomato that should be perpetuated. And so when we get to the other side of the season here, when it's tomato planting time, I give away those seeds with just all, it's, it's all on the website, with a self-addressed stamped envelope. But then the other tomato that I do 
is uh, called Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top. And that was a fun one because back in 2000, Fred Limbaugh called me, and he has passed since. Uh, I was working at the Post-Gazette on the photo desk and called me and just said, I grow the best tasting tomato you've ever had. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I've heard that before. Well, he convinced me. I went out there. I got those plants. I put them in the ground. I harvested this big, ugly beefsteak tomato that was the really one of the tastiest I've ever had. It's the last thing you'll pick uh, in the garden. And I'm just, I'm just telling you, uh, it was just wonderful. And then I just started the program where I had a 350 seeds I started with and said, Hey, s- send them in and, uh, you know, you know, send me a self-addressed envelope. I'll send you the seeds. You grow it out. You save the seeds and send them back to me. And since then we've Moved millions and millions of seeds. All right, a couple of minutes left for the break. Let's get to Gary. He's out in Plum, and he joins us on The Organic Gardener with Doug Oster, KDK Radio. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, guys. Hey, Doug, I, I have a tropical hibiscus that uh, it's still budding, and I know that it's getting you know cold out at night, and I have to bring it in the house. What would you suggest I do and you know, to bring it in and your suggestions on if, that? If you had a spot... Uh, you know, Mrs. Nodal's not with us today, but she would tell you just to throw it away. <laughs> she hates when people like you and I are bringing these uh, tropical hibiscuses in and out because when you do bring it in, things are going to hatch out. So if you had a place like a sun porch, something like that, some place where you'd be a, a little bit warmer than outside, then you can examine it and see what's going to hatch out. You know, if it's if it's aphids and or white flies, something like that, those can be controlled very easily with uh, insecticidal soap. Uh, no, and, I, I, I'm sorry, you must have misunderstood me, Doug. I have buds, flower buds. Okay. That are, that aren't yet bloomed yet. Well, it would actually be the same thing because you'd be bring just just bring it inside to that kind of halfway house, and. Okay. Once we get it inside and, you know, make sure there's no bugs on it, then let it do its thing. It will probably still bloom for you indoors uh, uh, by a window. So just bring it in, make sure there's no bugs on it, and let it let it bloom. It's going to drop all its leaves. You know you know the drill. You know what it does. But, yeah, when you bring it in, you'll, you'll still, it'll still flower for you. Okay, one last question. Should I be, should I be trimming it down? As long as you can fit it in the house, don't worry about it. But if it's too big make your cuts and there's no no worries there you just don't want to cut off your butts all right we'll take a break we'll come back news bottom of the hour then it is luke warner davy trees talking trees getting your trees ready for winter on kdka we're joined by my friend luke warner and we're going to talk all about getting trees ready for winter but luke and i worked uh extensively this uh year on video work together and we had a lot of fun didn't we luke uh, we had a lot of fun, for sure. Thanks for involving me with that. Well, and thank you for fixing up all my trees and making everything look okay. Uh, I sure appreciate it. I mean, I had, a rhododend- no. I had a rhododendron that fell over, and the deer defoliated it. And so Luke showed me how they they can upright that and have a special thing called arbor tie that holds it up. That was great. And then you got to taste uh, the, uh, what, did, what, did, what did we make? Oh, it was a garlic Gar- pesto. Garlic scape pesto. Yeah, that's that, what it was. And uh, you actually liked it, right? Oh, it was delicious. All right. Hey, so is there something we should be doing to get our trees ready for the end of the season? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a you know a list and kind of like a handful of things you should be doing, and some of it's um, 
active things you need to do. Like right now you should be, you know, getting your mulch ready or putting your mulch down around the, the, the bases of the trees. Um, I know here on the show we've talked about over mulching numerous times, so we don't need to necessarily get into that, but just making sure that you're getting mulch, um, you know, fresh mulch down to kind of insulate those roots, help it through the winter time. Um, fall fertilizations are always a great idea. Um, good thing to get the, the plants ready for winter there. Um, you can prune now. You can prune throughout the winter. Those are all good, good things to do for trees. Not all trees uh, can be pruned during the growing season. So some species like oaks and elms have to be pruned. Um, while they're dormant. So whether you're uh, getting ready to prune those or, or, or looking into the winter, um, you know, just mentally preparing and, and maybe getting an arborist out to the house to evaluate those for pruning needs is another you know, great thing to do for your trees is, yeah. is winter. Yeah, um, talk a little bit about that, about bringing an arborist out this time of the year. When you show up on a, a property, what are you looking for? Uh, you're, you're looking from, from ground to skies and arborists. So um, you know, when I walk onto a property or even when I'm pulling up, you know, I'm already kind of scanning to see maybe what kind of species they have. And So is it really important to walk the perimeter and check your trees out? Oh, this time? no doubt about it. The funny thing is, you know, from talking to these guys over the years, even me, who's supposed to know everything that there is to know about trees and such, but compared to these guys, forget it. But I'm not looking up like I should. That's why you have an expert come. And, you know, Luke brought up an interesting point there about pruning where elms and oaks should not be touched in while they're in active growth and i had a good friend of me of mine call me and say hey uh these tree guys that they want to i've got an elm and they want to they want to do some trimming now and i said are you are you i don't think that's the right and i sent sent a, a text right to uh to davy saying isn't it true that elms should not be cut in, in active growth? And they're like, absolutely, do not prune. That's why you have to have a certified arborist, not just a guy in a truck who does tr tree care. And I want to talk to Luke about this when we get him back on, that, uh, you know, the importance of having somebody that they, they have ethical standards. When you're a certified arborist, no matter what you do as a certified arborist, you have ethical standards on when you can do work and what you can do work on. And if you were to cut an oak or an elm this time of the year, you could be introducing all sorts of diseases, uh, you know, and the worst kind of diseases that 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 that, that they're that th either one of those can can get. And so, I want to talk a little bit of, uh, to Luke about that. So, Luke, one interesting thing that you, you talked about there were oaks and elms. And I was just telling the story where this good friend of mine. Uh, called me and, and the, the guys who were working on his trees were going to cut elms this time of the year. Why would anyone do that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, unfortunately, oftentimes it's a, it's a lack of knowledge or experience. Um, and that's, you know, for the arborist to, to, you know, train and educate the clients on the proper time for pruning. But um, you definitely want to make sure that you prune all your oaks and elms during the dormant season um, so you don't open them up to either oak wilt or Dutch elm disease. And I, and I know we've covered it over and over again, Luke, but if you could, just for the mulching, the the importance of just looking like a donut and not a volcano. And again, I know I'm a broken record, but 
there might be people listening that haven't heard this before. Certainly, and it's a broken record for a good a good reason. I mean, it's the number one issue I see it, it, all properties when you go to the properties. Um, everybody constantly, you know, loves the look of new mulch and loves to put new mulch on top of good mulch that doesn't necessarily um, doesn't necessarily need it. Um, you want that mulch to be over the root system, but not piled up the stem. Um, hence giving you that mountain or volcano type look. So um, trees don't need, oftentimes don't need mulch, new mulch every single year. So um, evaluating the needs for the mulch and putting it down when, when it's necessary is, is definitely the way to go. So we're in the primetime planting season, right? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are out there every day planting something cool. Oh yeah. Always. It's, uh, you know, the, this time of year is great because the plants, you know, they're going into dormancy, and as long as you can, you can dig a hole, those, those trees, you know, you put them in the ground, and, um, you know, they wake up in the springtime not, uh, not necessarily knowing they've been moved, and they're, <laughs> they're ready to go, so it's a great time to plant. Yeah, talk a little bit about, about why we plant in the fall. Uh, it's, you know, for me, planting trees and shrubs in the fall, it, it's such a relief to do it this time of the year because I, I don't. I could just get that plant established, and like you said, in the spring, it's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've, they're putting away all their stored nutrients and sugars right now, um, uh, so you're not you know, necessarily handicapping the plant as much as you would if you're going to you know, dig it up as it's actively growing in the spring or in the summer. Um, there's less disturbance to those trees, so it's just a perfect, perfect time to plant. Uh, not to mention, you can usually go to your nurseries and get like highly discounted plants, which I'm always a sucker for this time of year. You are? What? What do you mean? You're not as cheap as me, are you? Uh, man, I just <laughs> I can't help but seeing those you know those, those trees and shrubs, and uh, they're all beat up in like the discount section. That's my that's uh, my weakness. Same here, and it's so much fun to bring something back. You you know. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Luke. What is fall foliage going to be like this season? Do you know? You're a certified arborist. You better know. <laughs> I know. I know I should, but uh, hopefully it's it's going to be a good year. It's always an exciting time to, um, you know, there's expectations of all the colors, and you're starting to see some of those trees uh, turn early, although some of those trees are, are turning early because they have, you know, maybe issues going on right now. Does all this rain that we're having now, you think that's going to help or, or hinder the color? Or do we ever really even know? It just Does nature just take its course? I think nature, you know, really takes its course. It's all based off, um, you know, the, the time of uh, the sun shines out and, um, you know, a little, you know, week of rain here and there. I don't know that it makes that uh, that big of a difference or we just like to. Uh, measure that and evaluate it and see if it does. All right, Luke, hang in there for the break. Uh, for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. Remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. If you have a question about your trees as you're getting ready to head to winter, you want to call us right now. Luke is here for another segment with Doug, of course. It's 866-391-1020. All right, we are back. Doug is here. Luke Warner is here. This is the final show of the season, so I want you to take time to thank Luke and everybody at Davy Trees. Well, Luke, I'll tell you, I just I love having you on. I love having all the certified arborists come on. Uh, great information, always helpful. And uh, you know, if you if you guys out there are looking for some tree work, uh, these guys uh, 
will definitely help you out. I have somebody coming to finally uh, from Davey to take that tree down by my garage, uh, Luke. Yeah, is it that oak tree? Yeah. Uh, it was a miscommunication on my part. I'm like, hey, when are you guys coming? I didn't know we were approved to come. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so they're going to be coming to take that thing down. Uh, thank goodness. And then I think I'll be ready for the season. Do we have a question, Rob? Yes, we do. Let's say hi to Lynn. You're on KDK. Hello, Lynn. Hi. So I have a tree that it's been struggling with apple scab disease for about five years. Uh, early on, I had some treatments, but I really couldn't keep them up. Um, I'm dealing with um, leaf shedding throughout the summer, and I wouldn't mind dealing with it except that it's a menace to my neighbors. So, I mean, is it time to just cut that tree down? So what do you think, Luke? You know, apple scab isn't that big of a deal, is it, or is it? Well, I mean, it's certainly, it's a manageable disease, um, but most of the time just, you know, some TLC by by deadwooding mulch, um, taking care of the tree with water isn't going to necessarily benefit. So if you can't give it those fungicide applications, um, the tree can deal with it for a while. um, But ultimately, if it's, you know, a problem that is with the neighbors or something like that, um, you know, I don't know that the tree has to be removed, but um, it can live with it for a while. So when does that treatment start? How do we how do we deal with apple scab? Because I've got a, fl- a flowering crab apple. Every year it drops its its leaves. I don't sweat it. It always comes back and flowers mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but if you were to treat it, when do you start and, and what do you do? In the early spring, uh, as those leaves are pushing out their new growth, you know, they get to, we always say, the size of a mouse ear is when you start uh, really getting ready for applications. Um but you treat it usually three applications in the spring, and they're spaced uh, about two weeks apart. So you're protecting those leaves as they're growing uh, throughout the spring. Once they get to full full size, full growth, there's there's nothing that can be done or preventative uh, for that disease. And can a homeowner do this on their own, or should they have you guys come do it? Um, smaller trees they could certainly do on their own. Um, as long as you get the right fungicide that's labeled for it and you can treat all of the leaves on the tree, um, when it gets to be too big, it's certainly something that uh, that we can handle. We do you know thousands of uh, apple scab treatments every spring. And how important is it? like how is there a way to to quantify how long a tree will just will survive with this without treatment? is it is it eventually going to kill the tree? Eventually can. So once it's, it, if it's dropping its leaves throughout the growing season, then it's not, um, you know, storing energy, storing sugars. It's not photosynthesizing throughout the summer. Um, it can cause, with time, tip dieback, branch dieback, and then ultimately all, you know, the dieback compiles and um, can lead to an early death of the tree. So, Luke, I'll put you on the spot because I love to hear from arborists their favorite trees. Give me a few of your favorites that aren't getting planted as much as you would like. Of course, with the caveat, right tree, right place. Yeah, I mean, uh, just downright favorite tree, not necessarily leaning towards what's being planted and what's not, would probably be the the eastern hemlock, um, just because our ecosystem uh, depends on it so much with stream temperatures and um, but as far as like an ornamental tree, uh, I'd have to go with uh, Cornus moss or the Cornelian cherry. Oh, yeah. Tell people what that looks like. Um, so it has uh, the similar yellow flowers like uh, like a Percipia or a witch hazel, um, but it flowers very, very, very early in the spring, sometimes even late winter. 
Um, I like it as kind of uh, uh, like an indicator species where, you know, oh, my goodness, you know, finally spring is coming, uh, winter is wrapping up. Um, but they probably like, um, you know, a little bit less sun than, uh, than your standard, uh, uh, standard dogwoods. Um, and they do, they do really well. It's just that yellow flower isn't something that, you know, everybody has in the landscape and you see all the time. So it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air there. Yeah, I've seen some of them at Phipps. Thanks so much, Luke. Thanks for all the team at Davy Tree. And for more information about Davy Tree, Learn And to learn what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And remember, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. And join me today, 1 p.m. I will be at the Fall Home Show at the Convention Center where I'm giving away beautiful seed garlic for you to plant. Some heirloom perpetual spinach seeds. Everybody gets this. And then I've got these. I've got 39 <laughs> 10-gallon fabric pots filled with herbs. I used the uh, pit moss, which is an awesome product, to fill up the containers. And all the herbs came from Bidwell Training Center, which is an, a, a great, another you love great that place. place. I do love that place. They do great work. And when if you come, when you see these herbs, and you're going to walk out of the convention center with this thing, because it's, it's light, because it's, it's filled with pit moss. Uh, which is light, uses two-thirds less water, and it's organic, um, you're going to go nuts because these herbs look absolutely awesome. And I've had people, we've had people the whole show, we didn't even think of this. This is just for decoration. We had these things out there, and people were like, how much you want for this? Well, no, no, we're not selling it. You can come back Sunday. No, no, I want to buy one. <laughs> they, they want it now. They look good, man. They look good. That's we had good. fun planting them there. How hard is it to get you off the stage? I really want to know. I love, love I love being on the stage. I, I love good, talking man. to people about this. I love making them laugh. Come see me today, 1 p.m. at the uh, home show. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. And to my buddy Mark DeSantis, John's, of course, son, I'll see you in the spring. Folks, get down there today, the fall home show. Doug would love to say hello to each and every one of you. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.